too. The final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also brought to you by Delta, official airline of BYU basketball. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Cougars get the win. They bounce back from the loss to Gonzaga. Beating Pepperdine tonight at the Marriott Center, ninety-one to eighty-one. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. BYU wraps up the week with a nice performance again, scoring ninety-one points. A very uh, back and forth second half, to say the very least. But the Cougars getting uh, big time performances from a lot of different guys. You had twelve from Jackson Robinson, thirteen. For Spencer Johnson and Dallin Hall, Foose with 19, 13 for Richie Saunders. Just a great team win. And and once again, this team showing what it can do after a, a disappointing loss, finding a way to bounce back tonight, getting the 10-point victory. And remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at PapaJohns.com on Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location Monday only. We will start with the only other local team in action. It is the University of Utah. They are on the road at USC. Utah led this game early, but as we near halftime, in fact, just under two minutes to go, the Trojans have retaken the lead over the Utes. It is 32-26 USC, 156 to go in the first half. Other local scores. Weber State loses on the road at Montana State, 67-52. Southern Utah defeats Stephen F. Austin, 67-58. Utah Valley falls at home. Seattle U gets the road win, 85-80 in Orem. And Utah Tech loses to Sam Houston, 78-53. West Coast Conference action. Halftime in Spokane. Man, Gonzaga all over Portland at the break, 61-28. to The Zags leading the Pilots. Also at halftime in Los Angeles, LMU with a five-point advantage over San Diego at 47-42. to Yet to tip off, should be tipping off any minute, San Francisco hosting St. Mary's. Earlier tonight, it was Santa Clara getting the road win at Pacific, 92-81 in favor of the Broncos. Top 25 action. 37 seconds remaining, and it looks like on a night of a ton of upsets in top 25 college hoops, we're about to have another one unless uh, San Diego State can uh, make up seven points in 37 seconds. New Mexico leading on the road at 23rd-ranked San Diego State, 72 265. Finals from earlier today. It was Kentucky knocking off fifth ranked Tennessee, 63 56. NC State takes down 16th ranked Miami in overtime, 83 to 81. Indiana over number 18 Wisconsin, 63 to 45. 17th ranked TCU over 11th ranked K State, 82 to 68. Vanderbilt with the 97 84 win at home against 15th ranked Arkansas. Creighton defeats 19th-ranked Providence, 73-67. Florida over 20th-ranked Mizzou, 73-64. Number 2, Kansas wins at home in Lawrence, 62-60 over Iowa State. Alabama defeats LSU, 106-66. Number 13, Virginia winning on the road at Florida State, 67-58. Number 22, Charleston defeating Elon, 78-60. Clemson 
takes down 24th ranked Duke 72-64. Oregon over number nine Arizona 87-68. Number seven UCLA gets the win at home at Pauley Pavilion over Colorado 68-54. Texas over Texas Tech 72-70. And number 21 Auburn gets the home win over Mississippi State 69 263. All right, when we come back, we'll update you on BYU women's basketball. They've now won six in a row. I'll give you all the details of their victory on the road at Pepperdine today. Plus, we'll check in on the Utah Jazz and the NFL playoffs. It's the uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll get to all that when we come back. BYU gets the win by 10, 91 81 over Pepperdine on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Sports Network. BYU 91, Pepperdine 81. Cougars getting the victory by 10. Welcome back into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Earlier today, it was another BYU versus Pepperdine matchup. This one in Malibu, BYU women's basketball, looking to extend their winning streak to six, and they did just that. 63-52, Cougars getting the win. The victory also pushes BYU's overall record two games above 500. They are 10 and 8, six wins in a row, and now 5 and 2 in West Coast Conference play. Another double double for Lauren Gustin 10 points, 20 rebounds. She has had at least 20 rebounds in six games this season, including the last three. Nani Falatea with 16 points to go along with two rebounds and an assist. Also, Emma Calvert with 10 points and six rebounds. This team uh, finding a really nice groove. They're back at home for two coming up this week at the Marriott Center, the annual kids game coming up on Thursday uh, at 11 a.m., and then they'll play on Saturday as well. Let's check in on the Utah Jazz. And quite frankly, it is a game the Jazz have absolutely no business being in, yet they are. They are out they, ha- they are without Lori Markinen. They are without Colin Sexton. They are without Kelly Olynyk. They are without Rudy Gay. Yet, they are only down by five to the 76ers with 2.15 remaining. That's because Jordan Clarkson has 36 points to keep the Jazz close. 113-108, Philadelphia looking to pick up the win. Can the Jazz make, the, uh, make up the deficit? Again, it is five right now with just a little over two minutes to go in downtown Salt Lake City. And a game in the NFL playoffs that looked like it was absolutely over. The Chargers at one point led 27-7 to at Jacksonville as the NFL playoffs get underway. Jacksonville has cut the deficit to just two. The Chargers have a two-point lead at 30-28 to with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Somehow, despite four interceptions from Trevor Lawrence, the Jags are only down two with three and a half minutes to go now uh, in that one. And now it looks like the Jags have the ball and they're going to have an opportunity to take the lead. That is absolutely unbelievable. Earlier today, it was the San Francisco 49ers advancing on to the next round. They defeat the Seattle Seahawks, and in the Seahawks season, 41-23 is the final score. All right, coming up next, we will get you back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame, or excuse me, Cougar postgame, more of Cougar postgame live. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant standing by with. Do we know who they're standing by with? Dallin Hall is with the guys. We'll hear from all three of them when we come back. BYU gets the win by 10 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU 91, 
91, Pepperdine 81. Welcome back to Big O Tires. Cougar Post Game Live. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant courtside here at the Marriott Center. Big bounce back for BYU tonight after a tough loss Thursday home to Gonzaga. Dallin Hall is with us courtside for a few moments. Dallin, one of six Cougs double figures tonight. Dallin with uh, 13 points, three rebounds, and seven assists. Those seven assists, two off a career high. Dallin, congratulations to you and the boys on a big, I call it a bounce back win. (laughs) Great job by you and the team. Thank you. Appreciate that. So what was it like to have to regroup after what went down Thursday? Um, you know, it was a pretty hard loss for us. Um, but Coach Pope said some awesome things in the locker room after. He said, you know, had we won this game, the the approach to tomorrow was going to be the same, right? We're going to get in the gym and we're going to try and get better. And so it was tough for the guys. We had 24 hours to get it out of our system. And then that next day we showed up for practice, ready to work. And, uh... All the guys have done really good at focusing on just getting better every day. Well, Dallin, congrats. You know, this league is kind of bipolar. You had your first four games, and it was like games in the 50s and 60s, and now you're, you have the Gonzaga in the 70s and now 90 here. You knew Pepperdine coming in had a lot of offensive firepower, liked to play fast. What was the game plan coming in against a different type of team in Pepperdine? Um, tonight's game t- game plan was really focused on transition defense. Uh, we knew that they liked to play fast, like you said. And they've hurt a lot of teams by playing fast, and they've been putting up a ton of points lately. Um, and so I feel like the first half we did a really good job of that. Second half we did pretty good, but we let some of their guys get going. Um, and they have some really good players on their team that once they get going, they're hard to stop. But ultimately we were able to make enough big plays down the stretch. And they did do that. They scored 28 in the first half, 53 in the second half. So if they're doing that, you've got to answer. You've got to match, and you had, the, and you had, you had exactly that. You guys had the, uh, the answers every time. Yeah, you know, we got special a special character for our team. Um, you've seen it all year, kind of that resolve to bounce back, to um, not give in to that um, those runs that teams make. And I feel like that showed tonight when we kept our heads and when the game got close, we continued to make plays. That's the thing. It got to a one-possession game multiple times in the second half, and every time you scored immediately to push it back out and, and keep Pepperdine at bay because they come at you in waves. Don't at, Well, no pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, they really they do, do, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. So uh, Richie Saunders had his uh, best game in weeks uh, tonight. Of course, he does a lot of things on most nights, but tonight it all came together with scoring and everything else. How important is, is, is he... Uh, to what you want to do as a team and how happy are you for him personally as a fellow freshman? Um, As a fellow freshman, I'm super stoked for him. Uh, We've had a lot of conversations about, you know, we're here for the long run, me and him. We're going to have a lot of big moments together. And so he's um, his impact, I would say he's a culture changer. Um, The moment he stepped in the locker room Mm -hmm. this summer, uh, he's just pushed everyone around him to their utmost best. Like he doesn't settle for anything less for himself and the guys around him. And he has a really special character, what he adds to the team. Every night he brings it, he gives it. You know, Gideon often says, like, I want to look over at you guys and see you playing as hard as Richie Saunders out there tonight. And mm-hmm. so that's just kind of a small – I can't put it all into words because he does so much, but that's a small um, version of what he does for our culture and for our team here. Well, Foos was terrific tonight, and when he wasn't on the floor, Tiki was tremendous. And it seems to me you had you had seven assists tonight, which was awesome, by the way. And – but it seems to me, and I'm sure a lot of them came to those two guys, but you, not just you, but the whole team seems to be figuring out where to get them the ball and have confidence in throwing you know, pass that may not look open over the top or something, knowing those guys will go get it for you and get a bucket. Is that yeah, accurate? accurate for sure. I think we have a lot of trust in those two um, in catching the ball and making the right play down there. And 
I think our fill, our flow offensively is, you know, it's still coming together, but we're finding better ways to punch it inside. And we missed them a couple times tonight, and that's on us as guards, um, especially me a few times. But those guys are special players once you get them the, the ball down low. I thought you guys set a really good defensive tone early, you and Spencer Johnson combining on steals to keep Pepperdine out of an early rhythm. You guys are really active. Yeah, Spencer's incredible. <laughs> that dude had someone, I think, Traden was telling me he has 10 steals in the last two games. Um, and, and a lot of them just did is he hits it to other guys. I mean, he's knocking the ball away, so he doesn't even get credit for those. But, yeah, five against Gonzaga, four tonight. Yeah, so it's crazy. He's um, has a huge impact. I always try and pick his brain because he's very special on the defensive end, and that's not even counting the offensive end as well. But he gives us a lot, and we're really glad to have him back and healthy. Finally, Dallin, uh, in the Mark Pope era, his teams are 24-6 and six now coming off a loss. Uh, one loss rarely turns into two. You guys are a great bounce-back team. Resiliency's kind of been a theme of this team this year, don't you think? Yes, for sure. Uh, we've been tested a lot, and the tests are going to keep coming for sure, but Coach Pope is really good at making sure we, uh, you know, we learn from it, but we don't dwell on it, and we move forward and try and get better. Bay Area Road Swing coming up next at Santa Clara, at San Francisco. Two good teams in this league. USF, not, not the record yet to show for it, but you know how tough this trip's going to be, right? For sure, yeah. We're gearing up, and we're excited. Me too. All right, uh, Dallin, thank you so much. Appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate you. Thank right, you. That's Dallin Hall joining us on Big O Tires, Cougar Post Game Live. The head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, is coming up. We'll hear from Lorenzo Romar, too, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome into BYU Creamery, Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Head coach Mark Pope coming up momentarily. The head coach of the Pepperdine Waves is Lorenzo Romar. His Waves fall to BYU by a final score of 91-81 to 81 tonight. A short time ago, Coach Romar met with our own Colton Potter. Our broadcast intern, Colton, chatted with Coach Romar outside the Waves locker room and asked him for his overall thoughts on tonight's game. BYU did a great job. Uh, uh, they did a really good job on the boards. We knew that they were a really good rebounding team coming in, but... Treore, he's he's a monster down there. They score 17 points on second chance points. That's that's the game right there. So their ability to, to go after the ball and get their missed shots really helped them. But they're they're a good scrappy team. What did uh, BYU do defensively in the first half to make things difficult for you? And and where did you make the adjustments at halftime to be able to open up the offense a little bit more? I think they really crawled in us and made it hard for us to to get the ball to certain people. Uh, they were really scrappy. You know, their hands were very active. And in the second half, I, I just think it kind of had us on our heels in the second half. Our guys settled down uh, and, and were able to spread the floor more. We, we were too anxious to play against that type of defense. We try to score too often on the first side. And they're loaded up. Second half, the ball got moved more from side to side. You uh, 
faced double-digit deficits multiple times, were able to get back within two or three points. What what does that tell you about a, your team, especially with as many young players as you have? It just tells us we're close. But, uh, you know, throughout the course of these games, we've been in that position quite a bit where we've, we've been down and we've come back and made our way back. And, uh, in this environment, it's just good to see our guys, see our resiliency. Uh, Maxwell Lewis had 18 points tonight on 7-9 shooting. Where have you seen growth, uh, his growth so far this season? Uh, you know, sometimes he may force a shot, but shot selection has been better. And uh, his overall knowledge of the game has been better. He's, uh, he's an effective when willing passer. He's just become more of an all-around player. And you mentioned uh, Fusini Traore had had a, a good game tonight. What makes him so difficult to defend? Well, he's hard to move, first of all. And when he carves out space down there, he has long arms. He can get shots up over you. But uh, once he gets position, it's just hard to move him. And uh, when the ball goes up, if he's right there and it comes his way, it, it's hard to move him off that spot. Uh, the next time that you'll face BYU is in Malibu on February 9th. What's one thing that you feel like you'll need to see the most – improvement and growth in your team between now and then move the ball better in the entire game as opposed to in the second half yeah and uh tonight was your last game in the marriott center with byu moving to the big 12 are you going to miss playing in this environment and playing byu just in general oh yeah it's a game that uh the environment the caliber of, of program you're always looking forward to playing against a upper echelon group and and uh environment and that's what this is all right, thanks, Coach. Thank All right, thanks to Colton Potter, our great broadcast intern, and appreciation to Coach Lorenzo Romar for spending time with us pregame and postgame. Let's get to our Economics Partners valuable stat of the game. It's brought to you by Economics Partners, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes. When your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. And uh, Coach Romar identified it, so let's, uh, let's dovetail off of that and take a look at BYU's work on the offensive glass. Last thirteen to five, the offensive rebound disparity, and seventeen to four in second chance points. So a thirteen point advantage in a game you win by ten. Mark BYU's board work was instrumental tonight. Yeah, they were terrific again. I mean that's been that's been their mo all season long. It's been unusual the last few games that that has not been the case, and maybe cost them a couple losses at LMU and and, and at Gonzaga. But it was certainly back on track tonight. You talk about Foose, I mean. Poos is, he's not much taller than me, if at all. He's, you know, 6'7", but he certainly has long arms, a good jumping ability, Greg. But it, it, there's, a, there's a tall height and a width height. I mean, he, he, he has a big circle around him that he takes up space. And there's some big guys that have a little circle. But he takes up almost the entire key, and he has a low center of gravity. So he, he just has this this cylinder if you can imagine that's super wide going up and he gets every rebound and able to use his body to get space on his shot so even though he's only six seven he he plays like a seven footer because he that's just the way he is and he's built and and, and he, he does a great job out there all right some final box score numbers including Foose's 19 points and nine rebounds uh, Jackson Robinson was also in double figures with 12, four rebounds, four assists, 13 apiece for Spencer Johnson and Dallin Hall. Dallin Hall, those seven assists, as Mo mentioned a few moments ago, with Dallin, two off his career high. 
Also in double figures, Richie Saunders with 13 and Atiki Aliatiki with 11 to go along with uh, five rebounds. Those were the six in double figures. Other scores for BYU Gideon George, six points, eight rebounds, and four assists. So a nice all-around night for Gideon. Those four assists tie a career high, by the way. Uh, two points for Noah Waterman and two points for Rudy Williams. Every BYU player to play tonight scored on this night. BYU shoots 51% to Pepperdine's 52. So the Waves actually shot very well and scored it well by evidence of their 81. But the Cougs did enough to win it on this night. BYU 51% from the field, Waves 52. BYU 36 from the arc to Pepperdine's 33. And BYU made 25 of 32 free throws. Also big in this game was the free throw number. BYU shot 32, made 25. Pepperdine shot 18 and made 13. So the Waves ended up with more field goals than BYU on this night. But by part and due to the uh, free throw number, BYU wins it by 10 91 to 81. Miscellaneous categories, uh, BYU 14 turnovers to Pepperdine's 11 points off of turnovers. The Waves had the advantage there, 14 to 10. Total rebounds, as Mark noted, 41 to 23, so a plus 18 there. And off in the offensive glass, a plus 8 at 13 to 5. Second chance disparity, as I mentioned a second ago, 17 to 4. BYU on top there. Bench points also in BYU's favor at 28 to 21. Points of the paint almost even at 40 to 38. BYU on top. Fast break points went to BYU by 4, 14 to 10. BYU had all six blocked shots in this game tonight. BYU 18 assists on 29 makes. Pepperdine 15 assists on 31 makes. BYU led for 38 of the game's 40 minutes. Pepperdine led for one minute and two seconds. Once BYU took a 4-2 lead, the Cougs did not trail the rest of the way, but the Waves mark made it interesting. Got it to within one possession a couple times in the second half. I mean, I was worried about this game, Greg, because they have some really good weapons that, man, if if they get heated up a little bit, then it's trouble, and that happened a little bit with uh, Millette and Lewis in the second half, which made it interesting, but BYU just had enough to kind of get over that hump. BYU's head coach, Mark Pope, joining us now on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach Pope's Cougs go to 14-7 on the season, 4-2 in league, and improved to 9-2 here at the Marriott Center, where another great crowd was on hand, 14,000-plus. BYU comes into the night ranked 14th nationally in per-game attendance, and they put in 14,000-plus on this evening. Coach Pope, congratulations to you and the guys. Great bounce back tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just talked about this in the in the post-game media, but... Um, you know this this uh, this this recovery from from Thursday night is a process that's really really challenging and, and our guys struggled with it even during the game um, and we took several steps over the last forty eight hours to try and get our hearts and minds as fresh as they could to come compete and it's not just Thursday but it's just the the magnitude and challenge of the season and um, to walk into this gym after a loss Thursday and still have you know, almost 15,000 fans in here. Like, that was the final step. Like, nobody gets that. Yeah, you know, it just, we're just, I mean, I don't know what other team in the country gets that uh, comeback from their fans. And so we're so, so grateful because that really was the final step to, to healing us and, and, and having us uh, come fight. And there were components of things that happened Thursday that repeated themselves tonight and you answered in a way that showed there was some growth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, there was so much that was different. We, we um, you know, we got to the last media timeout and we're sitting in the huddle and, and like, I just had blank faces. And what I mean by, it was just like emotionally um, empty guys, right? And that happens sometimes um, in the grind of a season and with all the emotion that I've gone through the last 40, 48 hours and, and over the first three months. And so, um, but, but I, I thought, you know, what we were most frustrated about with Gonzaga was that we, 
um, we we just were so distractible down the stretch, um, and it's understandable. Everybody would be distracted in in those waning minutes of that game. Um, you know, we, we talked about this. You know, on the last possession of the game, you know, Jax is shooting a free throw. We have four defenders standing at half court, and they come down in transition, and we never matched up. We had nobody guarding Drew Timmy. We had two guys run to Silas, and w- there was no challenge. Like we were all standing at half court waiting for them. And that's not because these guys aren't trying. It's not because they don't want to win so bad. It's just because there's so much input coming in. And in that moment, you lose focus on the moment, the job of the moment. So even though our guys were a little bit emotionally spent uh, towards towards the end of the game, I thought they did a much better job about just being in the moment, putting away all the distraction of what might happen or could happen or just happen or everything else, all the crowd and fans and everything else, and just saying, hey, let's just lock in and do our job and that's listen that's a learning process it, it just is and and i thought the guys made some progress in that area tonight i certainly made progress on the boards uh, 41 to 23 uh 13 to 5 on the offensive boards you dominate second chance points it seemed to be a focus for the guys yeah. again tonight. Really put some effort in and did a nice job, I thought. Yeah, we, you know, our last three games before this game, we had, you know, each game we got a little less impactful on the glass, both offensively and defensively. It was a really bad trend for us, and it's super foreign to this team. We've been so dominant on the glass all year long, and so I, I was really proud of how they responded, um, and that just is energy and grit and toughness, and and and, and for them to find that uh, tonight was super important, and, you know, it, it, it was a major, major factor in us being able to win the game. Yeah, kind of back to normal in terms of averages for you. I think you're averaging around 13 offensive yeah. rebounds a game, and you're back to 13 yeah. because your last four games were your four lowest offensive rebound games of the year. Before yeah, tonight. and our, our goal is 13. You know, that's our goal going into every game is we want to have 13 offensive, 13 or more offensive rebounds, and we believe we're going to win games when we do that, and, and that proved true tonight. So 13 is the number. You had three guys score 13 tonight. One of them is Richie Saunders, and, and Richie does a lot of things besides score for you, but tonight was a night when it all came together for Richie. He looked great. He he looked great, and you know it's it's interesting with these young guys um, when they can be. You know, the, the f- it's interesting for me. It just is the way it works for me. Like Richie got to stay on the floor longer tonight because he was defensive sound, and 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 you know he had one a little bit of egregious error, but otherwise he was really really defensive sound, and and that's kind of the Spencer Johnson model in terms of Spencer just ends up staying on the floor because he just handles his business on the defensive end. And the other thing that Richie did tonight that I thought was tremendous was he just finishing plays off two feet. He he was. He was totally under control, totally playing the way we want to play. And then, and then I say on the cake, he bangs a couple threes, right? But, but he was, you know, um, it, you know, it's, it's, there's so much to this game. And Richie tonight was able to kind of stay locked in on the couple things that really matter that keep you on the floor. And he, he stayed on the floor for us and had a huge impact for us. We needed his energy desperately. I thought it was tremendous. In the last four games, he was at, he, had, he had played nine minutes or fewer in each of those games. He doubled that with 18 tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because he earned it. He earned it. You know, yeah. and it's, you know, it's, just, it's, and it's in a way, it's just really simple. You get on the court and you do the, the basic things that are kind of, that are like our baseline requirements to stay in the game. And and uh, and 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 you stay in the game. And and he was like I said, he was huge for us tonight. We probably don't win this game without him. All right, more with Coach Pope coming up next. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. 
Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 91 and Pepperdine 81 is our final score tonight here at the Marriott Center in front of almost 15,000 fans. BYU head coach Mark Pope joining Mark Durant and me on the BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show. And uh, I mentioned this with uh, Dallin Hall a little bit ago, but it was in the early moments of the game that uh, BYU defensively super active and let Pepperdine from really getting into any kind of offensive flow. They had a much better second half once they got going, but, man, you, you set a really good defensive tone early in this one. Yeah, this I thought Spencer Johnson was ridiculously impactful early in this game. Um, I, I thought he made uh, Max's life really, really hard. Um, and and I, it was super impressive. And, you know, he finally got, you know, they finally started taking advantage of him and the, his size in the post and kind of working him a little bit. I saw where he was really, really uh, determined to get to the rim. But but I thought uh, uh, Spencer, particularly his disruption uh, on the defensive end of the start of this game was great for us. One of the things, interesting things about this league for me, Coach, is the, just the variance in the, the style of play. Pepperdine tonight just likes to play super fast. Just as a theoretical question for you as a coach, I mean, how do you uh, approach, uh, you know, the, those different types of teams? One team likes to slow down. One team likes to play fast. What are the things you're concerned about? What are the unique challenges of going from one to the other? Yeah, you know, Pepperdine, they're one through three, and then four is like a halfway. They're so dangerous. They're so dangerous scoring the ball. Um you know, we talked about this in pregame, but this mallet is one of the best cutters, uh, one of the smartest guys using screens. He's like a Reggie Miller type stop and go guy. Um, you saw how he was actually reading the defensive path, and and like he had the really hard curl against Spence in the second half. It's just like there's just there's no real no answer for that unless you get to a switching deal. And he's a, he's a great fade guy. He's a great change of pace guy, and he makes shots. And Mitchell didn't have a great night tonight, but he's a, just so dangerous uh, as a mid-range guy and for behind the three and, and as a playmaker. And, and, you know, like we talked about with Max, I mean, he's, you know, people are floating around a lottery pick status for him. And so mm. he is a, he's a young, really, really dynamic player. Um, and they're just dangerous scorers. And all three of those guys can go create their own shot at any time, any way. Um, you know, at one point in the second half, Mallet, you know, pulled up from 40. It was yeah. not 40. It was like 29 or 30. It was like a Jake Toulson shot, right? And it's just he's he's complicated guard when he gets gets it feeling right. And then actually what gave us the most trouble in the second half was was uh, it was Zedek off the bench. Um, yeah. You know, we had been switching, and, and he did a nice job exploiting us three straight possessions in the post with fouls and then, and then an end one. And, and that got really problematic for us. We, we had to uh, change up scheme a little bit. But um, this is a dynamic scoring team. They are a team that if you don't come to guard, they can beat – I know they haven't won a game in this league yet, but I'm telling you, they're going to beat one of the top teams in this league because they're just so – they're so uh, dangerous scoring. They're going to have a night, um, and they're going to get somebody for sure. They're going to win games in this league, but they're going to get one of the top teams in this league for sure. Mentioned Zedek. He had his best game in uh, in weeks uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, he scored the thir- uh, fourteen. Uh, you played against his dad, George. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, George was the best man, like the best <laughs> human being in the world. Terrific player at UCLA. Really, really physical. Never shot it like his son. Uh, I know that. I know that. I know that. Big George was like, uh, my son is not going to be stuck in a post the whole time. He's going to shoot shots, and uh, he's really dangerous and, and made great decisions from the perimeter tonight. And uh, Jan did bang a three tonight. Uh, Ninety-one points, most you've scored against the Division. One opponent all year. Uh, 
pace is part of it. They're a mm-hmm. top 10 tempo yep. team in Pepperdine, but you had the guys to answer every run they made, and they got a lot of guys that can shoot and score. Yeah, and our, our guys actually did a nice job being physical in the free throw line tonight. They did a terrific yeah. job there, and that was a huge part of, of our success. Um, and, and so that was nice, uh, you know, with the physicality and, and winning challenge catches in the interior. I thought Gideon George, had, Gideon George had three unbelievable plays where he got to a power play, came to two feet, and just had an interior pass to Foose. He was just feeding Foose. And, and uh, we had a lot of looks like that that I thought were absolutely terrific, and, and it was an important part of the game tonight. Foose, yeah. Foose and Atiki, ho-hum, by the way, 8 for 10 of the free yep. throw line for yep. those two guys. Yep. I mean, how, how, how good is Atiki's stroke look? Yeah. I mean, Atiki is I'm telling you, Atiki is telling us that he's ready to expand out to the three-point line. He's like, Coach, I am ready. Let's go. And, and his actually stroke looks so pure, he shot it really great for the first line. I thought Atiki's minutes tonight were super important also. Before his first miss, he was 12. For, he had made his last 12 at the yep. free-throw line, yep. which is great for what do you What do you do with uh, guys like that? I mean, the, the, how do you work on free throws? Is that uh, something in the summer? Do you track yep. that? I mean, they've shown some real improvement. Yeah, there's two real keys that those guys are living in. For Foos, his shot is so flat. And so, you know, one of the basic fundamentals that you teach young kids is that his elbow has got to be pointed up towards the rim. Like, if there's an even playing with floor, it's got to be pointed up, not down at the ground, like when he finishes his carry, which is the beginning part of his shot. And so he's made that adjustment, and he's, he's just put a little bit more air under the ball, and he's shooting it much, much better. And then Atiki, Atiki's deal was he, you know, early on last year, he was kind of finishing shots, but he was running out of strength. So now he's really focusing on staying really loose in his shoulders at the bottom after he dribbles. He's staying really, really loose in his shoulders so he doesn't run, run out of strength and kind of kind of block his own shot, really, essentially, with his the tension of his muscles. And so, yeah, and he's, he, it's, it's got, his stroke looks pure, doesn't it? I mean, his stroke looks pure it looks actually really pretty and um and and you know both those guys but they're working on expanding their game out to the three-point line that's something that's got to come for both of those guys and they're both making real progress all right six games into the league and you're four and two you're gonna hit the halfway mark in the league on the road by taking on santa clara thursday san francisco saturday night. yeah i mean that's a it's the toughest road trip in the league um i really believe that like it's just back-to-back games that are that are huge teams they're both huge they're both incredibly physical they both have like wildly dynamic scores in the backcourt. Um, they're they're just dangerous, dangerous teams, and uh, so we got to work that out for us. And um, you know, we're going to go to church tomorrow and, and spend a lot of time praying and <laughs> um, and and recovering, and then and can't wait to get back to work uh, on Monday and um, take on this challenge because this is a huge challenge for us. We got to go. We got to go find a way to win a couple games. Look forward to seeing you next week, Coach. Thank you. Congratulations again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, that's Coach Mark Pope. Going to come back and wrap it up on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 91, Pepperdine 81 is our final score. Cougs make it seven in a row over the Waves. The Waves have gone again almost two years without a true away. It's mystifying that they have a 20-game away losing streak, Mark, because this is a talented... We, I mean, the, the 80, 81 is like an average game for them, and, and how they haven't been able to get someone at some point scoring like they do to lose 20 consecutive away games is mystifying, because it's a talented team. It, it really is a shocker, because, I mean, Lewis is being talked about as a lottery guy, so, you, I mean, that should be enough alone to get you a win, and then it's not like they got a bunch of scrubs out there. Millette is tremendous... 
And Mitchell's really good. You've got big, strong guys in Basham and Z-Deck and Porter. I mean, what is going on? I don't know how they can't figure out get a win. They will. I agree with Coach Pope that they'll, they'll get some wins and, and likely get one of those top three or four teams. Uh, and, and I'm just glad it wasn't BYU tonight because it very well could have been. And, Greg, you know, you talk about how things can go. You know, seasons have have uh, ebbs and flows, talking about waves. Uh, and if they lose this game at home after that Gonzaga disaster and, and then you have to go on the road, I mean, that could that could have gone very wrong. But I think they righted the ship a little bit. It was yeah. a good effort tonight. They can go into next week with confidence because they'll need it. Yeah, really important BYU get this win because of what comes next, which is back-to-back games on the road in the Bay Area, which Mark Pope calls the toughest road trip in the WCC. It'll be at Santa Clara on Thursday and at San Francisco on Saturday. Santa Clara went to Stockton and beat the Tigers 92-81 to tonight. San Francisco is uh, at home to St. Mary's tonight. And, uh, wow, the Dons are staring 1-5 in league in the face. They don't come back in the second half. Down 39-25. Gales lead the Dons by 14 at the break. By the way, the return trip to Pepperdine. It'll be BYU playing in Malibu on February 9th, by the way, so a few weeks away. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Let's wrap it up by thanking our crew back at BYU Radio, our control board operators, Logan Gardner and Seth Larson, our studio host, Jason Shepard, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our engineer, Barry Squires, operations from Clark Jackman and Sean O'Neill. Thanks to Casey Stoffer, BYU's associate AD for corporate sponsorship for his support as well. So that is our crew back in... Uh, Back at BYU Radio and in the SAB at Courtside. Our appreciation to our broadcast intern, Colton Potter, here. Uh, intern Caleb Hatch was also back at BYU Radio in the studio tonight. So Caleb and Colton, great job on the intern front. Appreciate them. BYU's men's basketball communications director, Tyson Jex. We can't do it without Tyson. Appreciation also to Pepperdine's counterpart, Morgan Davenport, helping to set up pregame interview with uh, Lorenzo Romar. Thanks to Lorenzo postgame as well. And you heard from head coach Mark Pope and Dallin Hall during our postgame coverage courtside. So for all those folks, and of course my broadcast partner, the inimitable Mr. Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you for tuning in. I am Greg Rubel saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long. From Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.